Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Ryan, and Dustin. Be sure to go follow us on both of our social media accounts on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, be sure to go and smash that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Give us a good review. And uh, while you're at it, go on over to Spotify. Follow us on there. That way, every time that a new episode of Miserable and Reckless drops, you will be notified, and it will download automatically to your phone where you could, for your listening pleasure. All right, jumping into the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to kick things off this week because uh, it was kind of a good weekend for me. Um, people can laugh at this, and I don't care, but it was arguably the biggest moment in NC State athletics, sad, I know, uh, since the 1980s. This past weekend, the for the number one team in the country, we had to play them in the Super Regional, two of three. So my my fantastic this week is NC State baseball. Played Arkansas, who had been number one for about four months uh, going. They had not lost a series all year. Went through the SEC without losing a single series. They won the uh, SEC championship, and we got them, and they beat the shit out of us, 21-2, to two, on the very first game. And everybody was like, this one's over. This one's over. People with a lot of ice cold takes now, because as I predicted here on Miserable and Reckless, it was a hog slaughtering last weekend. Barstool Sports even put out a T-shirt that has a all the uh, NC State players in a cartoon dog pile that said "pig roast" and it has the scores of all three games. NC State won game two and won game three. And game three, we faced the uh, the mighty. Kevin Copps on the mound, who hadn't lost a game all year. It's first start of the year, but he hadn't lost a game all year. He was 12 and 0. He had a point, about a .7 ERA. He's given up like five home runs on the year, three of which were to the NC State Wolfpack. So the Wolfpack advanced to Omaha for only the third time in program history. So hats off to Elliot Avent and squad for uh, moving on to the next round of the College World Series. And my big prediction is going to be they beat Stanford. They go uh, three and one in the original area and make it all the way to the national title game. You heard it here first on Miserable and Reckless. So that was my fantastic. My good um, is went to the Durham Bulls game. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, It was my first one I've ever been to over at uh, Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Beautiful ballpark. Um, Got this killer hat that I'm now wearing for all of you who are on listening to us on the podcast right now. It's a little bit of a retro kind of looking trucker hat, which is one of my favorite things to uh, in the hat department. But definitely recommend if you're ever in Durham, go to a Bulls game. That was a lot of fun. It was very reasonably priced. It was only $16 for the ticket. Um, Honestly, had nothing bad happen last weekend. Got to say it was uh, I'm quite giddy over last weekend. So I'm hoping for a repeat performance from the Wolfpack against Stanford on Saturday at two. So uh, throw it over to uh, Dustin. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, congrats. We're, we're all, well, not all of us, but we're mostly all pretty much out for you. I'm happy for you on the NC State War. Um, all right. Good. Uh, Discovery, the TV network, uh, has a new series, just a, like a limited release series, Expedition, Back to the Future. Um, the premise is Josh Gates, who is from Expedition Unknown, basically teams up with Christopher Lloyd, aka Doc, to go on the hunt for the seven original DeLoreans, um, that were actually used in the movie, uh, Back to the Future and the sequel. Yeah. And then there, the premise ultimately being that they find one that they can auction off for the Michael J. Fox Foundation, uh, which does a lot of research and funds a lot of efforts on the Parkinson's front. So uh, episode one is the only one out. Um, They had Doc, Leah Thompson, um, Harry Waters Jr., who's Marvin Berry in the first one, Uh, Donald Bullove, who was Goldie Wilson. Marvin Berry. Berry. (laughs) Um, They had James Tolkien, who's Mr. Strickland. And they had Bob Gates, who was the creator. And that was all in the first episode. They're supposed to have Michael J. Fox at some point, some other people. Um, it's a bit corny, but it's still really entertaining. If you love Back to the Future, you'll enjoy watching this. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday, um, June 16th. And episode two or it comes on tonight at 8 p.m. So by the time you hear This America, you'll be able to go watch it on demand. Uh, episode one and two. So, uh, I I encourage everyone to check it out. It was actually pretty good. I wasn't sure what to expect, but I really enjoyed it. 
Um, also, I can't wait to check uh, that out. Yeah, and then you can report back next week and tell everybody how great it was. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that that was definitely the best the highlight of the week. Uh, if, bad, I if I don't catch it, you can call me a slacker. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've ruined the joke. <laughs> uh, bad uh, post COVID and clothes. Like I'm realizing that I'm gonna have to replace a bunch of clothes just. And this this week, because we we've got a wedding coming up, and this week I was like, oh no, none of this stuff really like fits anymore. So I bought like four shirts that were allegedly all the same size, and only one of them actually fit. Can I just put sweatpants back on and like get go back to that life? I would prefer that because um, it's not fun to try to redress yourself. Uh, ugly, um, NC State shit's real. Um, they lost 21 to two in that first game to Arkansas. Logan already covered what happened after it, but that was really bad. Um, but whatever outcome ended up being good. So no one cares. Hey, it's, uh, it's not about how many runs you score. It's about how many games you win. (laughs) They proved that this series. So good, bad, ugly. There you go. All right, Morgan, good, the bad and the ugly. Awesome. Well, we're going to jump right into the good. We uh, took off work this Friday and coming Monday for Father's Day weekend. I'm going to Crystal's dad's for the weekend. So it's going to be Bridget's first road trip and Brody's only probably second or third road trip all together. But it's going to be fun. I'm going to grill out at her dad's house on Sunday and uh, just have a bit of fun. You know, hoping uh, they do well sleeping in a different environment than their own room. So uh, my bad is uh, Bridget has a double ear infection, um, but she's being a great trooper. She's not crying about it, nothing. Um, Unlike her brother who cries about everything. Speaking of him, ugly, Brody is not only having trouble with his terrible twos, he's also has uh, just recently starting to get over having croup and an ear ear infection. So, What is the first thing? I don't have kids, that's why I'm asking. What is the first thing you mentioned? Terrible twos. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun. So much fun. I mean, um, it's a ball of joy. Um, and not to mention, we're also entering the uh, asking for something. And then when you give it to him, he doesn't want it. He just wants you to get it. It's like, make me a clown. You know, make me a bicycle clown. <laughs> <laughs> how, many times an hour, how many times an hour do you estimate you have to make a bicycle clown for your uh, <laughs> for your son oh <laughs> uh, well, I don't know <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta just like blow up the balloon and tell him it's a snake <laughs> but that's my good bad and ugly sorry <laughs> alright Ryan take it away I'm sorry that Bridget has an ear infection, man. That sucks. So hopefully it gets better soon. Um, all right. This is kind of boring. Hendrick won again at the all-star race. Sorry, everyone. Just going to mention it again. Next topic. Seriously. They're still atop the standings. That's what happens if you keep winning. So uh, speaking of, of people that, are related to racing. Uh, my wife actually found this earlier today and I thought it was kind of interesting. Have you guys ever heard of something called Hooters Air? Do you- oh, yeah. No. Huh? Yes. I've heard of it. Apparently, it existed for three years. They had um, the idea was that it was headquartered in Myrtle Beach and the idea was to bring golfers to the courses from all over the country. I'd never heard of this really before today. So I thought it was kind of cool. Um, anyways, I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, Hooters Air, kind of a cool idea. Uh, it was around for three years and uh, apparently Hurricane Katrina kind of raised the fuel costs a lot. So it ended up costing them about 40 million, but I thought it was a cool idea. And apparently they give you free meals on the plane if it was over an hour. So right. don't leave out the best part. 
what, the Hooters, the Hooters girls on the flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've kind of figured that that went hand in hand. People, people would just kind of assume that that was the case. Yeah. The, the flight attendants were Hooters girls. From what I read, apparently they had real flight attendants and then they had, they probably uh, had to, but either way, Hooters girls that accompanied them on the flight. Yeah. I haven't heard anything that doesn't sound awesome. Myrtle beach golf Hooters yeah. girls. I thought it was a good thing for this podcast. Be food. Yeah. Kind of hit all the, uh, kind of hit all the, the things that we um, seem to talk about here. So <laughs> that was, that was, that was an interesting, I don't, I'm not going to say it's a good of the week. It was an interesting of the week. My bad. Uh, I mean, we, well, we kind of touched on this, but the 21 runs, that was a, that was a rough game to watch. I mean, I was kind of like, I hate watching it, but that, that was, that was rough. Congratulations on your new uh, PNC banner with you guys in a dog file for your college <laughs> World Series appearance. Hey, what time does Carolina play this weekend? <laughs> Uh, my other bad um i don't i don't know if you guys saw this or not probably not joe gibbs gave the command at the all-star race at texas motor speedway but he did it with tom landry uh jr i mean you guys have opinions on that it kind of struck me the wrong way that old redskins coach was going to get up there and, and and give the command at texas motor speedway with the cowboys guy but whatever and then uh Thoughts, Redskins? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, my only comment is I'll just quote Kyler Murray. Um, he said, and I quote, I've always hated the Cowboys. They've always been ass. <laughs> I mean, I get why he was there given the command, but it just it seemed kind of weird. So I don't know. He's got a couple guys in the sport, obviously, that are doing pretty well. My other bad yeah. of the week. Oh, go ahead. No, I just think NASCAR connection makes it, it – it would be weird if he didn't have – hasn't been in NASCAR for 20 years. Right. You know, but that connection, I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> My other bad of the week that is kind of a good was the guy that collapsed, Christian Erickson, on the field. Did you guys read about this during the Euro, yeah. the soccer tournament? Yeah. I know it's not Southern, but – Or even American. Yeah. I just oh, okay. I'm, so next topic, man. Well, he died on the field, literally, <laughs> and they brought him back to life using a yeah. CPR and a defibrillator. I mean, like, yeah. good for good for the paramedics and the team guys that were there, and they were holding up towels to like keep the media from prying in and everything else. I just bad on the media, bad on the situation, good on the fact that he's still here. I just I figured I'd at least mention it in passing. Yeah, I'm glad that it. uh, I'm glad that it worked out for him. He didn't pass away because that that would have been a tragedy. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's pretty nuts, like what happened. But they, I mean, he was. It's a it's a happy ending story. It's not a bad ending story. So right. So I figured I'd leave it at that. Uh, That's kind of like my two goods, my kind of random, and then my kind of bad that kind of turned out good. I hope he's 29 years old. So something something similar happened with uh, what a couple years ago at NC State game. Um, basketball game at PNC. There, I think it was like South Carolina State was in town or something, yeah. and a guy just collapsed on the court, and stopped the game for like an hour, and uh, they were. It, fortunately, I, the kid was okay ultimately, but um, it was just a really weird, scary moment. That's scary. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So jumping into the weekend look ahead, what do you guys have going on? Well, I'd say let's kick it off with the like a uh, MNR team wants to congratulate a couple of our loyal listeners, Jim and Alex, on their wedding this coming Saturday. Um, they've been wonderful supporters of the podcast, but also really good friends. Um, so we want to wish y'all the best from everyone and um, oh, yeah. years of happiness. And I look forward to being there on Saturday. Hopefully, you hear this in a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> Best if you don't, best if I don't hear player. from you, then I know you don't listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so in reality, this was a test. <laughs> best wishes Very of listening to this on your honeymoon. <laughs> we wish you, uh, we wish you all nothing but the best and have a, an amazing honeymoon. Yep. Congratulations. That's all I got. I'm going to a wedding. Okay. We're going to a wedding. (laughs) We're taking the the kids to Gramps and Mimi's up in Virginia for a little Father's Day getaway. Getting on the water? 
Uh, no, we'll not be taking him out on the boat. Not, not that I know of yet, but probably not. Uh, Crystal's sister's daughter's terrified of it, so I guess she can stay home. I, that's what I would say. She can stay home, but she'd probably she'd probably get upset if we all went on the boat and didn't take them. It's a good well, life lesson. She can well, get over it. Exactly. Well, your kid cries. So, you know. <laughs> Just crack a beer and be like, that's too damn bad. <laughs> but crack a beer, lay it on, on the uh, next boat and go, hey, enjoy this. We'll be back. <laughs> to quote Boy Meets World, life's tough. Wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you saw that movie, right? <laughs> life's tough. Wear a helmet. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Buy her, buy her a bottle or whatever if what she wants, and then just everybody can leave her, and she'll be happy just sitting well, there with her. Period. You know, if it's if it's fear of water, you just pull the old John Wayne move. Like I can't swim, take him up and just throw him in. <laughs> <laughs> oh me, yeah. So this weekend, yeah, I'm watching the dogs for my parents, uh, hanging out with a bunch of old dogs at the Deberry Dog Retirement Home once again. <laughs> Um, and, uh, we'll probably watch, you know, the NC state Wolfpack take on and, and destroy the Stanford Cardinal on Saturday at two ESPN, I believe, uh, make sure you check and watch the eventual national champion play. It's pretty much a guarantee at this point. It's a team of destiny. What can I say? (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, other than that, just hanging out with some friends that are still back home, but mainly the Wolfpack thing. (laughs) <laughs> state stands for national champion state it will be right. after it will be after about two weeks from now so if you guys beat stanford then you get the winner of vanderbilt in arizona so that yeah. should go swimmingly for you hey that's what everybody said about arkansas a couple weeks ago <laughs> Does it, doesn't, Van, doesn't, Vander, doesn't vanderbilt have like the number one pitcher in the upcoming draft on their team right now yeah kumar rocker yeah, yeah he's, and they got outliders kid who's a stud on the mound too yeah, apparently he's either going to go to Detroit or Red Sox, depending on how that goes with the draft. But all I'm saying is everybody was touting Arkansas, and rightfully so, but over their last 39 games, they were 30-9. and nine. The Wolfpack's last 39 games, they were 31-8. and eight. So they've been playing good baseball. We'll have to uh, rewind back to about – two months ago when you were bemoaning how terrible NC State baseball was. And we'll put that together with the national championship clip in a couple That's right. <laughs> It'd be my own one shining moment. <laughs> sounds like sounds like we need a producer to do that. <laughs> oh, oh wait. <laughs> I would like to I would like to point out at least one thing before we move on from NCAA baseball. Uh ACC two teams, SEC three teams. Pac-12 and the Big 12, the two 12 conferences, they each have one each. Is that, that 11? That adds up to eight. Yeah, right? <laughs> but Ryan, we do have one question. Yeah, How that? many did the conference with the Rutgers plays in get in? Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, UVA, no, they're in our conference. Um, NC State, Tennessee, no, none of these sound like Midwestern schools. Yep, zero, 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 <laughs> zero schools. Zero schools from the Big Ten. Just wanted to point that out in case anybody wants to know why we're so biased against that trash conference. So, so what you're trying to say is that the conference that Rutgers plays and did not have anybody go, correct? Is, is that what we've established? We want to be accurate on the facts here on Miserable and Reckless. <laughs> Just, we report, you decide. We, we created that moniker, right? <laughs> Fair and unbalanced. <laughs> as, in, as in unbalanced towards Big Ten because they have zero teams. So <laughs> the, I thought they were like great at everything. I'm sorry. Apparently not baseball. So no. <laughs> the uh, right. the only other thing that I'll point out is that we talked about it last week with the races in Nashville. I'll keep it quick. Um, it's on NBCSN as opposed to Fox, uh, and they give away Gibson uh, guitars. Uh, electric guitars as trophies, which is pretty sweet. They haven't raced there for the Cup Series ever. So uh, the previous races were held over by Santa's Pub um, in Nashville. So looking forward to seeing who gets the uh, the first electric guitar in Victory Lane. That'll be cool. Nice. 
Yep. All right. So moving into a very brief down on the farm update. Um, as everyone knows, we all picked a triple A East team. Um, and we like to update you on this week's miserable and reckless standings, the Durham Bulls and the Nashville Sounds are both still tied at 24 and 12. Gwinnett Stripers, 19 and 18 and third, and Norfolk Tides bring it up the rear once again with a sub 500, 14 and 20 record. And, uh, you know, that's this week's Down on the Forum update. It, it oddly mirrors the MLB, but... Pretty much, um, yeah. <laughs> which which is makes perfect sense, right? Because those are the feeder clubs for professional yeah. baseball. And it's like, and especially because it's AAA too. Yeah. So, anyway... Hey, uh, great Twitter feed out there at Norfolk Tides. They had some good recipes I saw about in the past week that they shared and went through a partnership with Aldi. So I would encourage you all to check that out. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. La- last note like on a uh, baseball team giving you recipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just too bad. They can't find a recipe to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, one last note on down on the forum before we move into the Southern spotlight. We do have uh, this weekend, we have all of our teams playing e- each other. Gwinnett and Nashville, my team versus Ryan Seamer facing off again. And then Norfolk is playing at Durham to play, take on the Bulls. So, and that's Bring Dustin it. versus Morgan. I have a feeling Bring that Morgan is probably going to wipe the floor with the tides, but. Morgan, if you go to the games, then, uh, then I'll listen to you talk about it. <laughs> if you're right up the street. I you you let me know when I have a free moment to go with <laughs> two two kids and a and a job. Morgan, you, I tell uh, you, you what, do, if you can find that free moment, I'll go with you. You do have that free Definitely. moment. You got some uh chips to cash in from uh mama being out of town. That's right. No, it's like no. that episode of King of Queens where you build up wife credit. And so you oh, just got to strategically no. be able to cash in your wife credit before it expires. My wife okay. credit has, my wife credit has already been cashed and that's me going to guys weekend in September. You get more than one. She's going to take multiple trips. <laughs> no, no, weekend, no, no, no. It's father's day weekend. Huh? You should get some, some coin for that. It's father's day weekend. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing better. Uh, there's nothing more Father's Day than going off by yourself and do something away from your family. <laughs> <laughs> oh me! All right, so moving on into the Southern Spotlight, Morgan, it's your week. Take it away. Oh, uh, glad to, buddy. Well, um, spot I'd like to talk about this week is uh, Aviators uh, Brewery and Smokehouse, which is right up the street in Fuquay, Verena. It's actually a pretty cool place. It was uh, founded by a guy who is an avid uh, aviator himself grew up in a military family lived all over the, uh, the world uh, electrical engineer as well he started the brewing uh, he started brewing out of a old airplane hangar and morphed it into what is now like an entire block in uh, downtown Fuquay Verena he's got the smokehouse where you can get your brisket plates your barbecue sandwiches phenomenal potato salad and when i say phenomenal it is phenomenal my wife gets two servings of it every time we go (laughs) Uh, the collards are really good they got next door is their bottle shop and it's a pizza house across the street is uh, their tap room and pretty much like things you like burgers and fries and whatnot uh, it's, Don't sleep on the wings. The wings are fantastic. No, I was just gonna get to those. The wings are, are, are they're great. They're not um, Eddie Romanelli's wings in Wilmington, but they're good. Uh, my favorite beer to get whenever I go there's the Hog Wild IPA, which is really good. So six point seven six point seven percent alcohol. They also got a really good uh, beer called the Devil's. Tramping ground, if I'm pronouncing that correct, it's a 9.2 percent. I think one of those will set you fine just for the afternoon. <laughs> and for those <laughs> for those that like to have their uh, fruit flavored, they have a really good wheat orange called the uh, Mad Beach, which is not too bad on a on a hot summer day. Yeah, they 
their their setup that they have now they have an upstairs outdoor patio above what was i just called the uh the bottle shop you can go up there listen to live music you got open air uh seating and everything it's i can't wait to actually go and check that out because they just did it uh i want to say it's not too long ago, a couple months ago i think they finished that up but if you're ever in downtown Fequay Verena, uh you gotta check out aviators they're all their beers are great they have a pilsner which is really good they got a stout called the black mamba five 6.5 it's really good uh, so check it out next time you're downtown Fequay Verena. And I highly recommend getting the brisket plate. The brisket is really good. Morgan, have they like gone on steroids? Because I, I went there one time with you, and it, to my knowledge, it was yeah. just like a. I mean, it sounds like they got a whole setup there now. So, where you, where I took you and Melissa to, was the uh, the tap room across the street. They still yeah. had the. Uh, they had all three of those buildings when I took you. They've just like upgraded all three of those buildings since the last time you were there. That sounds incredible. That sounds really cool. Yeah, all every beer you can't go wrong with any of their beers. I would I would highly recommend getting uh, a flight, get a couple of flights because they have. I could sit here and name each one of them, but there's they've actually grown their list from the the five or six they had when they first started. Cool. Definitely something to keep in mind when we Definitely. go back down there. It's it's worth it's worth the trip. You cannot go wrong with their food either. Yeah, I agree. Aviator's fantastic. I've been there two or three times and have had nothing but good things to say about the place. Parking is not the greatest. I will let me add that last little bit in. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be all positivity. It is miserable. Right say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's this week's edition of the Southern Spotlight. Uh, moving into one of our newer segments, Ryan, floor of the field. Take it away. <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready? Um, no. I was laughing to myself at, at this earlier today. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Here's the headline. Scrubbed as usual to make sure you guys don't know where it's from. Man arrested for attacking daughter with pizza after she didn't want to eat with him. Thought that had a nice Father's Day ring to it. (laughs) A man has been arrested for allegedly attacking his daughter with pizza after she said she wanted to be alone. On the afternoon of Sunday, May 23rd, my birthday, by the way, Tyler (laughs) Warden, 41, visited the home of his 20-year-old daughter, Kristen Warden. He brought a pizza for them to eat together, but she told him that she wasn't feeling well and asked him to leave, according to an arrest affidavit. That (laughs) by itself is awesome. The daughter told police that her father became angry and refused to leave. He allegedly argued with her. All this is alleged, by the way. Argued with her in the doorway of her home. She then said he allegedly began to throw slices of pizza at her, hitting her in the face. (laughs) The daughter began to yell at her father and called 911 after he allegedly refused to leave, police said. When the officer from the police department responded to the woman's call, this is in the story, exact quote, he discovered tomato sauce on her face. He also found pizza toppings covering the entryway of the woman's house. (laughs) The police officer interviewed the woman's father who claimed that he only threw the pizza after he thought she had closed her front door. The woman's outward swinging front door led the police officer to conclude there is no way that he could have not seen that the door was open when he threw the pizza. The police officer also noted the, and I quote, strong odor of alcoholic beverages on the father's breath. (laughs) What's the name of the police department? Say what? What's the name of the police department? I'll give you the name of the officer. It's Jonathan (laughs) Lozado. He arrested Tyler Warden on a misdemeanor charge and booked him into the county jail. Oh, I'm gonna go. For, I'm gonna go Florida. <laughs> the berries. You guys have thoughts? Field. It can't always be Florida. The field. I know it can't, but it's Florida. <laughs> it's absolutely Florida. <laughs> sounds like Florida. <laughs> it sounds like Florida. But uh, granted, but but granted, pizza throwing at other people can happen in other areas like Nashville. 
I'm sure if you scroll <laughs> down in the article, they say the man has priors for meth. Yeah. <laughs> that, right that, would, that would have definitely given it away. <laughs> a man has been arrested for allegedly attacking his daughter with pizza. That's <laughs> my goodness. Uh, All right. That's this week's Florida Field. All right. Our crown jewel of America. That's right. I'll be down there in about five weeks. So don't di- don't disappoint me, Florida. Don't just stay away from pizza and, and the meth. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> the meth. <laughs> All right, Dustin, take it away for this week's anchor topic. <laughs> Thanks for Morgan. Next up, Morgan's travel corner. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, this in the past week, uh, it's there, the story broke or news broke that the college football playoff has seriously put together a proposal for expansion. The proposal were, would go from its current four-team playoff format to a twelve-team format. So I'll just kind of run through some of the basics of what it would look like, and then we kind of bat it around. So. Of the 12 teams, the six top-ranked conference champions would get would get a bye, and then there would be six at-large bid. Um, no conference would automatically qualify, which I thought was interesting. Um, and they also don't cap participants from any one conference. Uh, and the rankings would still be determined by the selection committee, which also plays a big role in how this would work out. So the four highest-ranked conference champions would be given a buy into the second round. The rest of the teams would play in a playoff format. You would bracket it out. Um, to give an example of what that would look like, last season, uh, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma would have had opening round buys. And then to have the privilege of playing those four schools, you would have had <clears throat> Coastal Carolina play in Notre Dame. And they would have faced uh, one of those. The winner of that would have faced the Buckeyes. Indiana would have played Texas A&M. The winner of that would have faced Clemson. Iowa State would have faced Florida. And they would have, uh, the winner of that would have faced Alabama. And then Georgia and Cincinnati would have played. And they would face uh, Oklahoma. So it's, it sounds like they've got pretty much a, a plan together. I believe they're going to be voting in it. It was in a subcommittee and then it's going to like a fuller committee vote, I think in the next like week, next few days. And then from there uh, they have to spend, if it gets approved, they have to basically spend the summer coming up with like, how do we actually execute this? And then it wouldn't actually be able to be decided on and implement it uh, until September. And then, you know, it, would, it wouldn't be immediate. It would take a couple of years. It'd probably be 2023 at the earliest. So, just want to get everybody's initial take. Do you, um, what do you think about expansion? Dumbest I'm college all, football playoff. I, I'm all for it if, if it's done right. I mean, when you do this, you, you're going to make a, a couple more bowl games a lot more. I guess I don't want to say that they're not already meaningful, but they'll become more meaningful. You know, they can take some of the other ones and, and make them your. You would like your semi round bowl games to go to the final bowl game, you know. Um, it'll, it'll give some of these other teams to as hard as they try, they can win all the games they want to. If you're not Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson, who just you go almost pretty much undefeated all year long, you're, you're not going to jump them and, and take one of the, the four four spots that they currently have, you know. Not, well, not I mean, to say not not to say that you know USC playing Alabama is really gonna like we all know how that's probably gonna turn out. Yeah, I mean it's it's absolutely correct. I mean, UCF and, um, and then this year with Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina, like yeah. in a weird year, they they all had like arguments to try to make it, and you knew they never had a shot, not in the fourteen playoff. Logan, what's your initial take? Uh, 12's too damn many. Yeah, I mean, it it, I'm, I'm kind of have a 
middle of the road take. If they expanded it, it doesn't need to be any more than six or eight. Twelve is way too many. There's no there's no legitimate argument for teams like Indiana, Coastal Carolina, North Carolina, Iowa State uh, this past year to have a legitimate claim to be able to play for a national title. They were, they were in uh, the second to third tier of college football as a whole. They were good teams, but they were not national title ca- caliber teams. Um, I, I'm not opposed to the idea of expansion if it's done right and done minimally, but 12 yeah. is Done right is most important. Um, but you never know when a team might just get that, that wild hair that just, you know, they catch fire and just dominate their defense for some whatever reason shuts down top offenses and squeak out a field goal kick, you know, win. Yeah. And on top of that, it's just, it's, it's, is it really a good scenario to have give teams that many buys and to have these teams play extra games? It's football. It's not baseball. It's not basketball. Can't play back to back games. You're gonna have to space it out by a week. And then you're already putting the teams that uh, I know that's technically the reward for the teams to finish higher as they get a, the buy. But I mean, football is a, a taxing game on your body. And to we're, we're kind of diluting the regular season some because um, that's been the beauty of college football for a long time is the regular season matters. I mean, the bigger the tournament gets, the more it's, I mean, is it really going to matter as much? You can afford to if everybody like you can afford to drop a game, still make the 12 and have a Cinderella shot at a national title. I, I think it waters it down. Angle. I think it's a fair point. What you just said, Logan, um, there's something to the aspect of dropping an early season game um, when you have a Clemson or an Alabama in your conference. Um, anyone that's listening to this podcast knows that we cheer for ACC teams. But, um, you know, it, it, if you drop an early game to Virginia for somebody like that where you're not supposed to or Wake Forest or whatever, you're kind of out of the running. That said, <laughs> I, uh, I disagree that this is bad because – the thought crossed my mind that we just spent the first 15 minutes of the podcast talking about how interesting, exciting it was that NC state has a chance to go to Rosenblatt over there in Omaha. And uh, this might be a chance for an app state or a coastal or uh, I don't know, some of these other schools that like are in the American or the Mac to kind of like get a, get a leg up. And I mean, it makes March madness exciting. I'm not sure that, I mean, it, it, Duke Carolina still matters. I'll probably still watch Alabama, Florida, just because I don't think it's going to get watered down too much. I, but you've got a fair point that basically what's going to happen is now you're going to have people arguing uh, between Florida and Georgia. They, I, feel, I think they finished the year seven and nine last year. If they both have one loss, it's it's oh well, we're better than you know. At least they play every year. I just I think you're just moving the point a little bit further on down the road. I um. Are, are they adding bowl games or is it the same amount of bowl games? I think it's the same bowl games. They're just going to make, they're going to make more of those bowl games part of the, the, um, the process. It, yeah. They're going to honor the bowl games that are part of the playoff. And they, so conference championships are what early December, like first week, maybe second week of December. Yep. They were going to play the fir- initial games of this expansion like a week to two weeks after the conference championship. And then they would play it's And what they would actually do is not do there. You're not doing neutral sites until you get to the bowl portion of the playoff. You do home field of the higher seed, um, which I, which is interesting. I think it'd be fun to see at oh, some yeah. of the bigger, cooler venues. Like, you know, you go down to death Valley, either death Valley or, you know, happy Valley up at Penn state or wherever it would of be nuts. You. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, they're going to hire seed it that way. It, it, but, you know, someone touched on it a minute ago. If you're not the higher seed, there's a potential for 17 games to be played. That's an NFL schedule. Um, and last year, when people were talking about canceling football and playing in the spring and the fall, they were talking about how taxing of a game football is. And these are student athletes and we shouldn't be packing that many games in a year. And, feeling like a you know basically the the answer i saw to that i think greg sankey or somebody said this yeah i think it was him yeah i think he said well basically i'm paraphrasing he didn't say this but i'm reading between the lines of what he said the deck is stacked against anyone going playing actually 17 games uh because it would be really really hard to go to be 
not one of the top four seeds and then go all the way through and win a national championship. So, I mean, okay, then why kind of put your argument there a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, the thing that a lot of people don't ever want to talk about with the when the CFP itself was created, it sounded like a great idea. And don't get me wrong, there have been some exciting games, but it's all about it made more money, so it's never going anywhere. But the reality is there's way more of a disparity between the haves and the have nots in college football now than it was during the BCS era. You didn't have this many repeat champions. You had like 11 or 12 different teams that played in the championship game during the BCS era. But now during the CFP, it's this, it's the same, you know, actors every single year, just the seating is shuffled sometimes. I mean, we really have gotten more of a disparity at the top with the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States. And then you have the also rands with Notre Dame and Oklahoma that slide in there. It, it's, it's really, has it made the game better? I argue no. Well, I, I will say with expanding the more teams into the playoffs, you're actually helping with uh, recruiting to other schools, whereas right now, most kids know who the four, five, maybe six teams that are going to consistently fight for those four spots. Allowing more teams in gives more other schools an opportunity to snag some of these recruits that, you know, otherwise they probably maybe wouldn't have because they can say, hey, we're just about good enough to make you know, one of the eight teams or 12 teams that get in, you know? I mean, you guys, yeah, I guess, am I saying that right? You know, no, I, mean, I, I, I get your point. I get your point. I just, you know, I, I just wonder if how it, I think it'll elevate some of those teams, but it's only going to elevate them to a status of being, um, the, it'll elevate a few more teams to become Oklahoma. It won't elevate yeah. more teams to become Clemson. Well, no. maybe, maybe, and maybe not. I mean, if if you get more recruits, better recruits at the schools, then you get more options for playing on the field to become like a Clemson. I mean, who's to say that some of these teams' coaches aren't as good as those other coaches? They just don't have. I don't want to. They don't have the Jimmy's and Joes. <laughs> you know, they don't have the prospects on the field. I mean, with Tech, I, I love Tech, but towards the end, Frank Bamer's like, dude, I love you, but. Two stars and one stars can only get you so far. You can have a heart as mod a mile long like Rudy, but you still gotta you still gotta play the game. Yeah, I mean I, I hear what you're saying. Um and I would I would hope for that outcome. I don't think I really that. think that would happen. And you know. I I I don't. I don't think I think that the top teams are gonna be the top teams, period. And that they're gonna continue to get the best players. Also don't think that Georgia or LSU or Penn State or some of these schools can say I don't have talent. You know, like I know I think Alabama and Ohio State have if you look at can over the years, just the overall like rating of the players they get Alabama and Ohio State are head and shoulders about everybody. Clemson's at another level, but not quite at their level. And then there's everybody else, but everybody else isn't talentless. Like there's a lot of SEC schools that have plenty of talent. There's a lot of Big Ten teams that have plenty of talent. I think I was probably getting more towards like the teams like the the BYU and the UCFs that can get more kids to their school than the few that made them good this past year. So they yeah. can be more consistently good and have more op- I guess more options on their team. Well, I'm actually obviously, glad you- obviously I know Penn State and those other schools get get the talent. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those two names of, uh, you know, the UCFs of the world, because is this really going to fix anything? I argue no, because all that's going to do is you're going to have, they may be able to sneak out one or two spots at the like 11 and 12 seats, but you're going to have the same arguments that are being made now as you did then. You're going to have one loss and maybe even a two loss SEC team over an undefeated team from the American Conference, a lot, like eight times out of 10, I'd argue. I, I just don't think that the Cincinnati's and the UCF's, I think I agree with you, Morgan. I think they have a better chance to get more talent, but I don't think that the committee is going to put in more group of five schools just because the tournaments expanded. I think we're going to see more of the uh, power five in there than people may want to admit right now. Well, I think I mean, definitely jumping to 12 right away is probably too much. They should, if they're going to expand and just start small and, and build from that. Yeah. And well, I don't even think it really benefits power five specifically i think it benefits two conferences the sec and the big ten and i think there so the on the committee that came up with the um plan is one of the four people was the sec commissioner surprise surprise 
And, um, and if you look at the rankings year in and year out, who does the committee think are the best teams in the entire universe? They come out of the SEC and they come out of the Big Ten. And it's still, still going to be a subjective committee-based ranking system. doesn't matter. Like Pac-12 wouldn't, wouldn't have even made last year's playoff with 12 teams. They're not going to. They don't. They're going to continue not to get teams in, yeah. except for maybe one here and there. Big Twelve might get one or two in a given year. ACC will never get anyone but Clemson unless somebody really comes on, um, or has a magical run. You know where they like are a win loss team that comes close to sniffing Clemson. Yeah, well, it even kind of works out that way. But even take for instance, twenty fifteen North Carolina, they went eleven and one, lost I think the season opener to South Carolina that year. Even them with that type of record at eleven and one wouldn't make it, in my opinion, unless it's maybe a twelve seed. Because that loss to South Carolina is going to be held against them more than say if Georgia or Florida has a one loss and it's to each other. The uh, that that team took Clemson to what triple overtime in the conference championship on the onside mm, picks, something that like that. Yeah. So that's kind of where my head was at. So I guess forgive me for not remembering this. I'm pretty sure Florida wiped the floor with Georgia. This year, I, I vaguely remember watching that game, I, I, but I'm, I'm not positive that that's right. Florida finished ahead of Georgia. The bottom line being Georgia was a good school. They've been in the BCS multiple times. Florida, all of a sudden, if, if they finished the year seven, let's put it that way. All of a sudden, they're the uh, what the third SEC school to get in. I think what they're doing here, it makes sense. I mean, you don't want to back one horse, right? The Big Ten's smart enough to figure this out. Ohio State goes and loses every year. We like making fun of it on this podcast, but they do. So, I mean, so why would you not want to up your chances, right? I mean, would you rather have one die in the game or would you rather have three or four, you know? So, I don't know. I, at the end of the day, though, Dustin, I agree with you. It, whether or not you have a 25% chance of one in four teams or you have a 25% chance of three or 12 teams, I mean, like, I don't know that it really ups your chances that much. I'm probably going to watch the games anyway. So the only thing I can really think of um, is that maybe they get some sort of more revenue out of this by, by uh, revamping it, or maybe they can sell increased ad time on TV or it costs more for the larger games, or there's gotta be a way that they're making this work because 17 games doesn't make any sense when they're talking out of the other side of their mouth and this whole like, yay, at-large teams. Look, the at-large teams last year, if I if I have it correct, were what, the Irish, Oklahoma, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, yeah. right? Or Coastal? Okay, so... Coastal would have been 12, yeah. Yeah, and but see, that's the thing. Even with the Coastals and the App States of the world, like, look at the, the conference they play in. I mean, it, it was fun to pull for Coastal last year, right? But... Does anyone seriously believe that they're as good as the, they're good enough to play with those teams that are playing for the national title? I personally don't. Realistically, no. The the top four teams, no. Could they have snuck a win against someone else? Like in Indiana, a maybe format. Yeah. yeah, they they could do that. But realistically, would they ever have a chance against Ohio State or Alabama or Clemson? No, no way. Um, one an interesting uh, idea that I know. This is somewhat related to this. So it feels like this is going to be sold to group sold to group of five schools as, hey, this is your shot to get in the playoff. And then they're all going to go running after it, and they're going to get one spot a year, maybe two in a, in a crazy year like last year. So uh, I know previously Marty Smith and I think Ryan McGee suggested they should, you should have a secondary like national championship, if you will, like a group of five championship. And you see, and then that way you would have put Coastal and Cincinnati against one another. And they don't, you're not necessarily claiming they're going to be champions, but they're champions of group of five. And then you've got power five is always going to be the, the selection pool for the playoff. And we know we, it, it's proven if there's four spots, it'll never ever be anyone but a power five school in those four spots. I, I don't like that. I mean, if, if you're going to create a secondary championship, hey, it already exists. It's called the FCS. When you decide to play in the football bowl subdivision, like there's one champion. I mean, if you're if you're that concerned with that stuff, then you put the, uh, teams like Coastal in the New Year's Six Bowl. That's something to play for that has historical significance when you're in bowls like the Cotton Bowl. But 
coming up with a secondary junior JV champion, essentially. I mean, look, that already exists. It's the FCS. Drop back down a subdivision if you don't like it. We could put the whole group of five back down. Sorry. Go ahead. One other interesting point I thought that we would want to talk about on this podcast is Notre Dame would not be able to qualify for a top four spot. You have to be a conference champion to get there. So, thoughts? Join or die. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually where I was going to go with it. Do you you think if they expanded the playoff, would Notre Dame be more inclined or less inclined to want to join the conference full-time as a football member? It, I think they would have to be more inclined because if you don't, if they're not eligible to get the uh, the buy, I mean they're always going to be, uh, you know, uh, have an uphill battle to try to win a national title. We all know they're not winning a national title, anyways. I mean their their chances of winning a national title are about as real as Monte Tao's girlfriend years ago. Like it's they they are always going to be the Oklahoma. <laughs> Like also Rands. I mean, it, but it's just like they're, they're not going to, ha- it's, it, it's all stupid. I mean, um, threw me off with the Manti Taylor thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's, here's, here's my question. Um, how many games, maybe you guys know this, do you have to play in to be considered uh, part of the conference? Because Notre Dame has the Navy game, they have the um, the USC game, they have the Boston College game that all have supposed significance where they trade shillelaghs and whatnot back and forth and other such things. Well, you you play an eight-game conference schedule. So yeah. they would have to do – you know, last year was 10, but on a normal year you play an eight-game conference schedule and you play four games that you schedule. So they have the availability. They could yeah, schedule but, all those teams every year. But they, but they can't. They have they're contractually obligated by their quasi membership because uh, they're they they're in the ACC's bowl pecking order. They have to play a certain amount of ACC teams each year. Yeah, they play five currently. Yeah. But I think what your question is is how do they what would it require for them to be a full fledged member? They got to play the eight right. schedule. But they're not going to do that though because they like to be able to ride of the coattails of our bowl pecking order. And if they are in a, a conference with the other independents, that ain't going to happen. Unless the ACC is as weak need as I think it is. No, we're saying the same thing. I'm saying like how uh, how can okay. they how can they keep their Notre or their uh, Navy game and their whatever USC game while also playing in the ACC? Like how many would they have to do? And would like BCs in the ACC? Are, are you just going to play them every year? I mean, that, I'm sorry, BC people. It's, first of all, BC football, get the hell out. I'm, I'm <laughs> support support the Red Sox and everything else, and BC can go to hell. Seriously, it just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, I think Morgan probably agrees with me on that opinion. But uh, we wonder why the ACC network hasn't called yet. Well, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we'll trade you for South Carolina any day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's what I was asking. Is 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 what would Notre Dame have to do? I mean, for crying out loud, they're in for every other sport known to man. So may as well just. Just uh, money. It's yeah. that money. They want to hold on to that TV money, and they don't want to share it with the conference. That's it. And and the ACC better not ever do a Texas Big Twelve deal, where they basically got to keep all their TV money. Is that that was something else? Way to go there, Big Twelve. You you thought you needed Texas so bad, and guess that that worked out well for you. They, they ended good. up they ended up losing teams because of a. That's part of the reason why A and M jumped ship to the SEC. Nope. All right. So let's wrap this up on a, what do you think? Vote up or down? Hell no. Hell yeah. Or no. Expansion. Go around the table. Morgan. Clarification for you to do that is the question, whether or not we think it's going to happen or whether we want it to happen. And is it in the format that we discussed or just in the idea of expansion as a whole? We got an attorney over here. Um, <laughs> I'm very, uh, I'm very well versed in bird law. Do, do you want it to happen or not? You personally doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, let's and let's do it in the format we discussed because uh, I think we could talk about all you know ten different formats. Which may, maybe we'll do next week. <laughs> 
Morgan. Tune in for another June college football podcast, America. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. We we got to get ready. Hell, I'll I'll vote. Yeah. Logan. No. Angle. Hell yeah! Why not? It's college football. I'll watch it. I'm a I'm a no because I don't think it benefits the conference, and I view everything through the lens of the conference. <laughs> um, so way to go! We know where everybody's loyalty lies on this podcast. But I but I will watch the games if they do expand it. I agree with that. No, my entertainment bunch of, first. Bunch of SEC guy. matchups. <laughs> yeah, really though. It's going to be the SEC tournament uh, invitational, basically. Yep. But, yeah, we'll see how – it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But All right, so let's move into everyone's favorite topic. It's as mysterious as the origination of COVID-19. Morgan's cancel corner. <laughs> Let me add one last thing to the college football expansion. Um, Michigan would probably still not get in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, retweet. <laughs> Is that what you'll be canceling uh, this week? Michigan wow. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll save. I'll save that for Coach Khakis this fall. <laughs> uh, so my cancel corners. Welcome back to another rousing episode of Morgan's Cancelled Corner. Cancelled. <laughs> Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet this week. Um, I've been thinking about this one for a little while now, driving around certain parts of Wake County. Uh, I've noticed that they like to put in roundabouts um, throughout town. For it, it, uh, First of all, I hate roundabouts. I think they're stupid. And uh, we're not in Europe, you know, right? where this is America. <laughs> Uh, they, I think some of these people think they make the, the area and the shopping centers look fancy. The neighborhoods look a little, you know, more spruced up. But the, you, you got to think about the same people who run stop signs. The same people who aren't going to know how to handle roundabouts. There's, there's still idiots on the roundabouts and, and pull out in the wrong direction and hit and cause crack or uh, wrecks. Um, I'm, 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 I'm amazed at how many roundabouts I've seen lately. I don't like them. I think they're stupid and just go four-way stop signs work just fine. Still going to have crashes, so stick with foot, you know, works. So I'm canceling roundabouts and I, I don't like them. I, I don't care if someone else does. I, that's your opinion. That's my cancel corner. And I'm canceling roundabouts. So it's technically supposed to be have it, Morgan. Technically, I don't care. I mean, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and act like I hate roundabouts. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. You know? <laughs> no, this four is four the signs work fine. It, I think I think people create roundabouts and want to learn how to used uh, four-way stop signs correctly. <laughs> Morgan Kansas Corner is the official position of the Miserable and Reckless <laughs> Morgan, do I need to move? Because right outside of my house, literally outside the window I'm looking at right now is a roundabout. You're, 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 you're literally fucked then probably. <laughs> <laughs> when you come visit me for the first time, we'll just have you park down the street so you don't have to go through the roundabout. <laughs> I'm gonna- I'm gonna I'm gonna sit at your roundabout and just like like an old man yell at people roundabouts are useless. There's a little uh, I'm sure there's a little people. there's a little median area with like some decorative rocks or who knows what the old people in this community put in the middle there with a tree. You can just sit under the tree with a little cane and just shake it at people. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, look here's another fancy roundabout with flowers and crap in the middle. Oh, let's drive around here and round and round. Nobody knows where you're going to go. Because <laughs> God forbid people even use their turn signals correctly. So therefore roundabouts become useless then. So then once again, this is Morgan's, not anyone else's, but Morgan's cancel corner. And I am canceling what I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so <laughs> turn tune in next week for another rousing episode of Morgan's Cancelled Corner. Same cancelled time, same cancelled channel. <laughs> all right, I guess that's it. Roundabouts are out. So <laughs> all right, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan who hates roundabouts Irby, Ryan and Dustin. And we will see you next time. <laughs>